Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello. Welcome to the Dapper Dividends Podcast, episode number 183. In the year of our Lord, 2023, I am Russ and I will be Russ for the remainder of this right yeah podcast episode. I am so happy that you decided to spend a little bit of your time with me. You tapped the icon with your fingers and now you get to hear the dulcet tones of my voice <laughs> where we have a little bit of fun. We have a few laughs. We get to chit chat. You get to hear what's going on with some things in the world of dividend. I was going to say the world of dividend investing, but Given that there's over 3,000 some odd dividend stocks, I think, just here in America between the pink sheets and, oh, the New York Stock Exchange and the Toronto Stock Exchange and all those different NASDAQ we got. But it would take forever to talk about them all. But we're going to pick just a few. Hey, anyway, I'm back. We're going to do some dividend news, some a little bit of portfolio activity. portfolio Hi, Kevin. He likes when we do the portfolio And for those of you that are new and wondering what in the hell you're listening to, eh, it's just some goofy little thing I did and, and it stuck. Some things stick, some things don't. I gotta be like Metallica. If you don't remember, if you are of age and you're old enough, you may remember when Metallica did their Garage Days re-revisited. No, it was Garage Inc. I'm barely old enough to remember when that was newish, the very first Garage album, the one that had Last Caress and Green Hell by the Misfits that they covered. But we're talking about when I was in the Navy in the late 90s, they did Garage Inc., And that was pretty crazy. First they cut their hair, and then they did stuff like whiskey in the jar. And I remember thinking like, whoa, what is Metallica doing? But in all honesty, I think they got it figured out. You got to do something different. I think as a creator, what I'm finding is a lot of people do the same damn thing, and it gets boring. You know what I mean? I loved Lost. I loved Quantum Leap. I loved, well, I guess I still, they still so hold a special place in my heart. I loved The Walking Dead. Zombies were my thing ever since I was an itty bitty young baby Cheerins and I was not supposed to be watching Spookanannies with my friend Charles, who we called Chucky before Chucky came out. That's how old school I am uh, on Betamax, mind you. And it scared the hell out of me. Living Daylights, Watch, Return of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead, Poltergeist, a bunch of scary movies like that. And I just, I fell in love, <laughs> even though I couldn't sleep at night very well, uh, you know. But hey, we worked it out. I'm still here. And Steve, speaking of not sleeping well, I've been up since 3 a.m. Why? Well, because I just got back from Ireland 
And you would know that if you were subscribed to the newsletter, which I put out once a week. It's free. It's an easy read. Every time I'm trying to simplify it, you know, when I was on Twitter, somebody, we won't mention their name, put out a very informative newsletter. I clicked on it. I read it. But the problem was it was too informative. I started getting bored. It was just numbers upon numbers and information and charts and graphs and more numbers and formulations and numbers and more numbers. And, and I'm scrolling up and doing that, that flicking up and it's going up and up. And I'm like, my God, this would have been a 30-minute read into this stock. And somebody put a lot of time. But as I'm finding out in this wide, wide, wonderful world of content creation, the simpler you can make things, the easier you can make things be a little bit entertaining. You know, sure, am I goofy of being a little bit weird? Yes, but you can't be so informative. You can't give everybody every little aspect of something you're talking about. It's incredibly boring. So the newsletter, I give one sentence and then a space. One sentence and then a space. So it's really easy to read. I think you'd like it. You should sign up for it and you can see the portfolio activity. Given a little bit of insight into something, maybe a little bit of strategy, strategy, strategery, I think as President Bush called it. Uh, anyway, so enough of that. Also, follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. We have fun there. Some, some hijinks and shenanigans and tomfoolery. And don't forget about the monkey shines. You can't forget about the monkey shines, people, okay? Which was another horror movie. Uh, and YouTube, of course. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> and I love it. Dude. I'm having fun. I'm probably overtired, as I said. I'm not going to give you the, the whole rundown, the shebang. The whole shillelagh about what we did in Ireland because it's boring as hell. If somebody ever tells you about their vacation and it's just a list of events, it's boring. So I'm going to give you the distilled version of A, some things I found that were interesting. And then the whole point of it all, kind of the, the really quick because you don't need And we went to Dublin. And we went to the Brazen Head and had Guinness stew and bangers and mash. And we got two Guinnesses at the Brazen Head, right? You're like, okay, so far you're just listing events for me. I'm not really sure what this is going to have, but stick with me here. Driving, yours truly, when is the last time you did something to get out of your comfort zone? Oh, I know mine. It was the... Third day we were in Dublin and we were leaving. We got the rental car. Why? Because A, <clears throat> we saved a lot of money by getting a manual, manual automatic or manual stick shift. Uh, I don't know any other manual, but Manuel, he's a cool dude. Hey, Manuel, if you're listening and you're driving a manual, that's pretty cool. But we got a stick shift and I'm not used to driving in the passenger seat on the wrong side of the road. Now, I know there's some debate saying that they're on the right side, but either way, it was quite the adventure, and I felt really uncomfortable, but I said, you know what? I'm going to be able to do this. Did it, learned it, 
by the time we were leaving, I'm like, I, I was telling my family, I was like, look at me go. I'm, I'm very European. I drive very European here on the left side of the street. And I know that I'm, I'm really summing it up because I kept every time I had to turn, I'm like, okay, stay on the left, stay on the left, stay on the left. I had to repeat it three times, just beating it into my head. But there was that. Uh, in Ireland, it's light until almost midnight, which was really crazy because of the axial tilt of the earth. I had to look it up. Uh, here in Chicago, we're at a higher uh, coordinate uh, latitude, longitude line. What latitudinal longitude? And somebody's like, yeah, I don't think that's right, buddy. I don't think you know what you're talking about. And I don't because I'm not really that much of a globetrotting guy, even though I've been through all 24 time zones with the U.S. Navy many years ago. But it's light until almost midnight. Everything there uses military time, which was kind of cool. I got to experience that. There is no like 3 p.m. It's just 1300. Uh, there's no shower curtains or washcloths. I don't know why. They all had these little glass half partitions <laughs> affixed to the wall and it uh, moves in or out. It swings in or out of the tub. I don't understand that. There's no sheets on the beds. It's literally just a comforter and that's it. No sheets. You get a comforter. Uh, there's also no air conditioning in any of the rooms that we stayed in. Why? Well, because Ireland doesn't get very hot, but it so happened when we were in Ireland, the damn thing was over 80 degrees. I know I'm, I'm rambling on here, but stick with me. It was Mediterranean. There was no canned coffee drinks. I tweeted this out. I didn't see anything like the, you get the Starbucks espresso shot or the Java monster drinks, which we'd like from time to time. I didn't see any Pepsi soda products. I don't know if Coca-Cola lobbied the Irish government, but uh, aside from like Walker's chips, which PepsiCo does own, ticker PEP, shout out PepsiCo, they derive the bulk of their revenue from food and not from beverages. But as the case in Ireland, I saw no PepsiCo products and there was not much in the hot sauce department. We got pizza a few times. Nobody's putting anything hot on their pizza. I guess that's us weirdos here in the United States that like to do that. So I teased you. I don't know if you like me teasing you. Maybe you do. If you like me teasing you, feel free to send a few bucks for that pleasure of letting me come into your ear holes for about 30 minutes. But everything costs time or money. We've been talking about remodeling. We were talking about when we took this trip. Every single thing you may or may not want has a price. And that price is either going to cost you time or money or both. But you need to figure out what the price is and you either pay it or you don't. And if you want to pay it and you don't have the money, figure out a way how you can do that. But this trip we took nine, uh, nine nights, 10 days uh, in Ireland. We... I didn't do, I, I'm on the fence about cal calculating it exactly, but it's going to be somewhere in the vicinity of 10K for myself, my wife, my 15-year-old and 14-year-old daughters, just airfare, lodging, food, souvenirs, everything you can think of. And that $10,000 could have been spent on something else, obviously. But what we did with that money, what we invested in was creating a family memory. And that created memories for four people. And those memories with us 
we'll take those with us forever. And I think that it's a good investment because I think that those memories will appreciate over time. They will pay dividends in and of themselves. I imagine myself being 85 years old, thinking back to when I was in my mid-40s and took that trip to Ireland. And I do believe it will put a smile on my face thinking about that. So just that's something to think on. I hope this didn't go too long uh, as we're going to get into the dividend news here. But always think about that. There's a time or a money cost to everything. And if you invest in memories with those you love, your good friends, man, those memories will be with you forever. Okay, moving on. After we get uh, Harris, sip of the agua. Uh, I forgot. No, you know, <laughs> no recuerdo la palabra. I don't remember or recall the word for sip. It starts with a T though, I think. Okay, dividends this week. I got a few dividends. $41.65 from Johnson & Johnson. Good old J&J. $18.75 from Lyondell Basel. Ticker LYB. And tomorrow, as of when this recording is, $40.04 will be rolling our way. From, I won't do the Fred Durst rolling, rolling, rolling. $40.04 from Exxon Mobile. Ticker XOM. Really interesting news bit here that the S&P 500 officially exited the bear market. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked because it added 0.62% to end at 4,293.93 points, which is the key level because at 4,292.44 points, that was a 20% gain from the October 2022 closing low and the official exit. So 20% gain from the low is the start of a new bull market. And I thought in October, things were just starting to get interesting. Um, like, here we go. There are sales galore like a kid in a candy store, but no more. Apparently that was the floor. And I can't think of any more words that rhyme with that. So that's that. And, uh, they say that there's a 68% chance now of a Fed pause on June 14th. You know what I say to that? Whatever. I know my guy Ari Gutman loves the macro stuff, but to me, I'm like, eh, a good company is going to be a good company, is going to be a good company. Good companies are always going to be in demand, so people are always going to want to buy good companies, which is why I had been buying PepsiCo. Okay, are you ready? For the bell of the ball, the main squeeze. What do we got here on time check from the pilot house? I can't find my time. That's okay. 14 and a half minutes of, oh no, you see, you messed me up, Kyle. You, I don't know who Kyle is, but I was supposed to do my dividend news right quick. Okay, sit down, strap in. Here we go with dividend news. Uh, starting on June 5th, and this is just simply save dividends news. Alexandria, ticker A-R-E, their office REIT. Hey, they increased their payout 2.5%, which is a 12-year dividend growth streak for them. They've been increasing quite a bit. So check into Alexandria if you, uh, it's a life science REIT. Looks interesting. Looks, in what was that? That was, uh, that was daddy. Just pretend like you didn't hear that. 
because I don't want to edit it out. I'm tired, remember? Hey, Ireland is six hours ahead of me, so I'm at eight o'clock here. It's like it's two o'clock in the morning to my body doing this, so cut me some slack. Uh, Vodafone, ticker VOD, uh, they have a new CEO, but Simply Safe dividends downgraded them from 41 to 30, but they do have a 10.14% dividend yield. Foot Locker, they have a note that concerns about Foot Locker's dividend coverage grow as inflation squeezed consumers shift buying habits. They downgraded Foot Locker from 70 to 60, borderline safe, with a dividend yield of 6.4%. United Health, ticker UNH, raised their dividend 14%, which is every year since 2010 they've been raising that Dude, remember when everyone freaked out about Obamacare, the American, the whatever, the ACA? I don't remember the acronym, what it stands for. Too tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, they've been rolling in it, doing well. 1.53% yield, though, for the biggest health insurer in America. Uh, construction engineering, engineering company, MDU. They completed their Knife River spinoff, and they will evaluate the dividend as strategic review nears an end. They were downgraded. Everyone's getting downgrades these days from Simply Safe. They've missed a few. I've seen the shift. They're playing it a little bit more conservative now. Uh, 4.27% yield for MDU. A couple more to get through here. Uh, KREF, ticker KREF, which was... Um, I'm not sure what this is, but they were founded in 2014 by the external manager, KKR. So I think that they, I'm not going to read, I I should read the rest of this for you because it's a nice little write-up. But what it looks like to me is that Aries Management uh, is the external manager for Aries Capital, which I invest in, which is ARC, ticker ARCC. So this looks similar where, uh, KKR, which is Klein, Kravis, and I don't remember the R. And the only reason I know that is uh, Red Barbarians at the Gate, which was all about the leveraged buyout, wheeling and dealing of the late 80s, which ended in the early 90s with the, right, with the buyout of RJR Nabisco, which owned also, I forget the Marlboro, no. Who did they own? They owned Parliament, I think. They own some cigarettes. Um, But yeah, anyway, R.J. Reynolds, R.J.R. Nabisco. uh, Why not smash a cigarette company with with, uh, Oreos? Mm. Hey, by the way, shout out to all y'all in Ireland. My daughter and my family, we really like those digestives. It sounds weird. It sounds like something an old person would eat. But it's a biscuit cookie with some chocolate on the top of it. And it's pretty tasty by McVitie's we got. And it's, <laughs> look it up. It's, they're called digestives. I should put a link to that. If I remember, I'll put a link to that. Anyway, so KREF, which is a mortgage REIT. Uh, it sounds like it's a mortgage REIT company brought to you by KKR. <laughs> they got downgraded from 50 to 40. That was a pretty neat but you have some butthead sound, wasn't it? Yeah. That wasn't even people's and butthead. Like, come on, guy. Last one. Metafast. Ticker. M-E-D. This is the one that I thought, uh, I did a video on them. And to me, they look like a weight loss cult. They sell 
subscription-based diet meals, and they have like coaches. They have a, it's dude, it's totally a cult. It's a weight loss cult. You know, I guess good, but you don't need them to lose weight. You know what I mean? I was in the military and I forget the number of calories you need to survive, but I I believe it's somewhere in the mid hundred, like, I don't know, seven, eight hundred. You'll be doing okay if you get that per day. Uh, might not be a pleasant ride, but I'm going to tell you what. If you were to come in my house and I put you on a heavily calorie restricted diet, letting you only have about, you know, seven, eight, maybe some days I'll be nice giving 900 calories a day, you're going to lose weight. Why? Because it's math. So, but some people need that community and help and I understand it, but they got a downgrade because they say weight loss drugs and digital apps could test Metafast's dividend commitment. Okay, now, now are you ready that we're at 20 minutes? I'm like, dude, I just can jabber jaw. It's insane. All right, Michael Burry. So, hold on. One sip of the tea here. Drinking berry tea. Berry's tea, master blend. This is coming to you from the... Europe over there. Anyway, if I, most of you might know Michael Burry. Uh, Michael Burry is just, he's a really interesting guy who's an investor and he used to run a hedge fund. Uh, he became famous for being one of the few people who predicted the, that big financial crisis in 08. You might have heard of it. And he's not really your typical Wall Street type because he actually started out as a medical student but somewhere along the way, he got really interested in finance and he decided to switch gears. So he founded a hedge fund called Cyan Capital back in 2000. And what made him stand out was his ability to dig into financial data. He comes up with these unique insights and he's not afraid to challenge popular opinion and takes risks that others wouldn't, which you'll see. He's still doing that today. So we're going to go through um, some of his dividend stocks that he's added, that he took new positions in. But yeah, so because he would do stuff that other people wouldn't, that's how he ended up uh, realizing that the housing market was that ticking time bomb and especially the subprime mortgages. And he decided to bet against it. If you remember, he shorted it and the dude was right and the crisis hit, the housing market crashed, and his fund made a ton of cash. So you might have heard about him again because of the movie they made called The Big Short, which was based on a book by Michael Lewis where they showed Burry as just this brilliant but somewhat, you know, unconventional dude. And hey, Christian Bale played him in the film. Good old Christian American Psycho Bale. But yeah, despite his success and the attention he got, Michael Burry really is into the whole fame. He isn't into the whole fame thing. He deleted his Twitter account, but uh, doing a little digging here, he reestablished it May 5th. Hasn't tweeted out anything yet though, but reestablished it. Got like a cool 1.4 million subscribers. Uh, but yeah, he usually prefers to stay out of the spotlight and just in focus focus on his investments. Definitely not a YouTuber because they kind of do the opposite. 
And he's definitely made a name for himself uh, in the financial world because of uh, his perceived ability to see things that others don't and hopefully make some smart investment moves, which we're going to look at here. I got this from 13f.info. Really cool site if you want to spend some of your free time looking at what hedge fund managers bought. Now, we're going to look at the new dividend positions that Cyan Capital took in quarter one of 2023. And this is the change. These are new positions from quarter four of 2022. And I think it's interesting to look at what these hedge funds are buying because we'll say this with a caveat. Anytime somebody in the financial world buys something, unless they're a complete insane lunatic, <clears throat> I don't know why you wouldn't why you would buy something unless you expect it to go up. Now selling, dude, you can sell for a ton of reasons. Maybe you need to put a kid through college. Maybe you need to make a big remodeling. Maybe you need to buy a house. You want to buy, but dude, there's 500,000 reasons that you could sell stocks. So just because you see a hedge fund selling does not mean that it's a bad investment. They could just have a better investment that they want to put more money into and they want to free up capital. So that's something to keep that caveat. And always remember the information is stale, comes out four times a year, but by the time it comes out, this is just a snapshot from a certain day they have to have that filing on. And they could have bought that position the day before and blown out the day, blown out of that position the day after they filed this and only held something for literally like a day and a half. So always, 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 never, that doesn't sound right, never just buy or sell anything because you see a Warren Buffett or uh, you know, Ray Dalio or Michael Burry because they bought something or sold something. Always understand that, well, actually Buffett might be a little better because Berkshire has a tendency to hold things usually. Um, Todd Combs and Ted Wexler do a lot of the, the buying nowadays, but Warren's still responsible for everything. Anyway, not going to get into them. So here we go. These are, anyway... Uh, there's a link down in the description below to all of these uh, with their Seeking Alpha pages. And I also have an affiliate link for Seeking Alpha. You want to try it premium for 14 days for free. Then it's 239 bucks a year with my affiliate link. You might think that sounds like a lot. Uh, <clears throat> simply safe dividends. I think I'm going to be jettisoning. Dude, it's like 400 bucks. I think new is like 500 a year. So 239, you get the community, dude, there's just, I love the community posts. There's so many authors. There's so much coverage, news. You can track your portfolio there. There's just a wealth of information. So I, I really do think that uh, Seeking Alpha is, is worth the money. If you have a, you know, if you have a portfolio of 600 bucks, you might not want to do the premium version, but you know, if you got 10 grand or more in a portfolio, it might not hurt to to hook up for that for a year or two and uh, try it out. But okay, here we go. So we'll move these through these kind of quick. These are, again, new positions that Cyan Capital added during last 13F filing. Signet Jewelers, ticker SIG, which has a 1.48% yield. 
Uh, they have a 7% free cash flow ratio, but they eliminated that, eliminated that dividend during the pandemic. Oh, you can hear the tiredness getting in my brain. Now, here we go. This is going to, you'll see a pattern of two different stocks. So see if you can uh, pick out kind of the pattern. New York Community Bank Corp, ticker NYCB, 6.27% yield. This is nice, like a lot of the regional banks do have those high yields. They cut it in 2016. Their dividends frozen at 68 cents annually or 17 cents a quarter because that's 68 divided by four. And they're about 11 bucks a share. They added Capital One Financial, ticker COF, 2.15% yield. Uh, that's been frozen at $2.40 a share since August 2021. This was the interesting one, ticker SSW, Silbane Stillwater. They are a metals mining company, but they trade on the JSE, not the JRE, <laughs> the JSE, the Johannesburg Stock Experience, <laughs> Stock Exchange, 7.57% yield for SSW. They bought Cigna Group, ticker CI, 1.86% yield. $4.92 annually a share. They bought Wells Fargo, ticker WFC, 2.83% yield, $1.20 a share, 10 cents. Uh, they were at in June of 2021 per quarter, and now they're at 30 cents per quarter. Uh, so th I think they're going to hike soon. It looks like they're due for a hike. This last or next payment is their fourth since their last raise. Uh, Michael Burry. Also bought Western Alliance Bank Corporation out of Phoenix, ticker WAL, 3.53% yield, $1.44 annually. They bought Coterra Energy, ticker CTRA, which is an oil and gas exploration company, 3.26% yield. Now they've had six years of dividend growth. It looks like there's been some cuts, but when you get your magnifying glass out and inspect more closely, you see that they've paid a bunch of special dividends, but in essence, they have still been raising that dividend. They started a position in ticker NOV, which is NOV Inc., oil and gas equipment company, 1.26% yield. That's been frozen at $0.05 cents a quarter since 2019. They also started a position in Devon Energy, an oil and gas exploration company, ticker DVN, 9.2% yield, five-year growth streak. And they had a huge raise of 162% last full year. This one's interesting. PacWest Bank Corp, ticker PACW, 40.44% dividend yield, and that may seem small to you, and that's because they cut the dividend 96% in May of 2023 to $0.04 cents a year from $1. What a big cut. And he bought, uh, you know, it makes me think that he's he was gambling, okay? He was gambling on a lot of the regional banks. Some of them worked out, but he bought 250,000 shares and that one didn't work out so well. And I don't, as long as they don't go out of business, they'll be fine. But this one didn't work out so well. First Republic Bank, ticker FRC, they bought 150,000 shares. And if you remember, well, I don't know, maybe you don't remember, they were absorbed by JP Morgan, kind of stiffed some of the preferred shareholders. 
just really, really interesting thing. And they lost. The, the common shares essentially are just worthless. So that was money they flushed down the drain. But they also bought Huntington Bank shares, ticker HBAN, which has a 5.54% yield. And it looks like the dividend has been frozen at $0.62 cents a year for just a bit. Uh, they also bought OVV, Ovintiv, which is an oil and gas exploration company, 3.16% yield. Their last full year increase was 103%. And before you go getting all super, super excited and your pants start getting tight, their last 20 year or their 20 year CAGR is only 1% because they've had some cuts. And lastly, with the dividends, this is not new position, but they added to their JD.com ticker JD position, which is a Chinese retailer, 1.61% yield. They just started paying a dividend last year of $1.24 in 2022, but only $0.60 in 2023. Now, I don't know if that's because of currency exchange headwinds or whatnot, the uh, FX, but only a 23% free cash flow ratio. So that's low, but it's China. And I'm not too keen. I have 11 shares of Alibaba. By the way, check out the dividend tracker below. I'm still holding those. I don't think I'll be selling them. I know they're breaking up into, I know, a gazillion different companies, or eight, maybe six. <clears throat> but either way, Burry, that was eight banks, if you were keeping track, and four oil and gas companies. So clearly, they took some stabs at a bunch of the regional banks. Uh, they got burned on two of them. One really bad, but PacWest is that as long as they, they stay in business, uh, they're going to be. A-okay. We're way over time, so we're going to get through these dividend questions pretty, 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 pretty quickly. Hold on a moment, please. While I take a sip from my mug. I love tea. All right, here we go. Catholic guy. The Catholic guy. Dude, my grandpa was a Catholic in South Dakota on the farm near Veblen, South Dakota. Shout out if you're out in those parts, out yonder down there. But most of the kids, I think, were, oh, I don't remember, Protestant maybe or so. But he was Catholic, and they used to tease him by calling him a Catholic. Catholic. So Catholic guy says, well, <laughs> He misspelled two W's there. So what tool do you use to see portfolio growth for your dividends and reinvestment? Man, I'm kind of all over the place. I use Dividend Tracker. I use uh, Seeking Alpha has it on there. I should have something a lot better, but I don't really have a really good visualizer. Simply Save Dividends kind of does. Charles Schwab uh, shows a little bit. So kind of a smattering of all of those. But hey, if, if you got any options, you know, I'd, I'd like to see that. Uh, let's see. By the way, I didn't really pre-screen any of these. My buddy, Jeremy, who if, check out last week, talking about closed on funds, really good stuff. He says, do you have position and sector size limits? And if so, what are they? So the boilerplate answer is you should never have more than 10% of any one stock and I believe 25% of any one sector. 
I really don't. I know it's smart too, but PepsiCo, I was convicted in, convicted? Yeah, I had con- my convictions on PepsiCo and that, because it had been running up, it's cooled off a little bit. Uh, that's been over 14% or so of the portfolio, but I really don't. I mean, I think if you are confident in a company, you know, Warren Buffett, again, buying Coca-Cola, hey, you know, the, the whole trick is to try to guesstimate what something's worth and then pay less. But yeah, I don't, man. And I don't know, maybe someday I will. I, I probably should pay more attention to that, but I just don't. Bushy Smalls, what's going on, Bushy Smalls? Says, I don't know what his voice, I don't know what your voice is like, but you'll just be this guy. He, say, he says, what will it take for XLE or other energy ET? I can't do it. My apologies if you're from the southern region of the United States and you happen to speak like that. I don't have an accent. It's everybody else. Like when I was t- when I was talking to Haley Eich from uh, England and uh, the first question I hit her with was, what's it like having an accent? Because I clearly don't. What will it take for XLE or other energy ETFs to successfully transfer into clean energy in a Thunbergian world? Dude, shout out. That's a very, very nice looking word. And he's referring to Greta Thunberg or Thunberg, however you want to say it. And I'm just going to go ahead and say I don't know, but they're going to play the game that they have to play and try to read the tea leaves where things are shifting. I know Duke Energy is spending $65 billion over the next five years on uh, green energy to try and be, I think they want to be carbon neutral by like 2050, which is crazy. But, you know, say what you will. We all have our opinions on the whole green energy and ESG and all that. But it's the time. It's what's going on. And you know what? They're going to play the game that they have to play. So I'm just going to say they're going to start making moves like Duke is. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I still say nuclear is the way to go. I don't think we're going to power modern economies on windmills and on the windmills that are all over the landscape and hydroelectricity and things like that. Solar. Nice ideas, but dude, come on. That's not going to power, you know, if everybody's plugging cars into the grid, you're going to need something heavy hitting. And I think it is going to be, um, yeah, I think it's going to be nuclear. That's my opinion. So there you go. Nuclear might be it. Dairyland Dividends. Shout out to Yahater up there in the Great White North. What? Uh, he's from Wisconsin. For those of you that may or may not be in the United States, we're going long tonight. Go long, Johnny. Go long. Who's Johnny and why is he going long? I don't know. Probably because he's got long legs and he needs a longer inseam. So it's not all bunched up in the crotch. What a fantastic word. So anyway, he says, what is something on your watch list that could possibly become your next 100 share holding? Well, simple answer is Nextstar Media. I'm at 55 shares and I that probably could be, but... I will go with Nextstar Media. I still like what they're doing. And um, and um, that's really professional sound. Hey, I'm not professional. So whatever, whatevs. 
Yeah, next our media. Love Perry Sook. Love their CEO. Really good cash flow coming into an election year. They are a company that is making moves. Again, this this is one that comes down to management, where management teams. You know, another CEO that I really like. Two of them come to mind is um, Mark Baum from Hero Health. They don't pay a dividend. Uh, I know Casey turned me on to them. I looked in. I took many months. My own time, slow pace, doing due diligence. And Harrow Health, he's a big fan of Warren Buffett, trying to run that company like him. And then Ed Petoniak over at Vici Properties. I think Vici's uh, one that's a way to go. And um, yeah, so, you know, actually Vici might be one. Vici, I could definitely see being a next 100, but that's in the retirement account, um, which I'm not really dribbling money into yet. So anyway, but I would say Nextstar Media first and then Vici uh, second. Do you Journeyman Portfolio says, do you still hold FRG, which is Franchise Group? If no, why did you sell? Tisk tisk tisk. I put it out there. Why I sold? Yeah, I sold. I only had, I think, thirty something shares, maybe twenty five, twenty six, eight, <laughs> somewhere around there. But they agreed to be bought out at $30 a share. Not too happy about it. The company is definitely worth more than that. But they are led by a group by their CEO. And we won't get into it. But I sold at like almost $29 a share. That was maybe 28 low 20, mid 20, I don't remember. 28.17, call it. Just say there, there. But thirty dollars was the upside. May or may not happen. Lawsuits were forming. I was up. They said stop paying the dividend. Um, so I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to hold it for that little bit of upside when I'm already up. And that's why I sold FRG. But still like the franchise groups. Um, could be some issues coming for McDonald's. I was reading that. Uh, some of their franchisees say that the relationship is toxic, that they're always worried about the inspections. There was some talking about corporate doing the redlining. So in some of the more impoverished neighborhoods, they don't want minority uh, franchisees. Like if you don't know, McDonald's is not a hamburger company. It's a real estate company and they're using the tenants to sell hamburgers so they can pay rent and they can skim off the top. Uh, one of the corporate executives in the 1970s said that they're just like the mob skimming off the top. And it's what they do. They take a percentage of the sales and that has to get kicked back up to corporate and passed on to the shareholders. But we'll see. There may be some regulations coming down the pike trying to, I think the Biden administration wants to make franchisees a little bit stronger, have a little bit more rights. So we will see what will happen there, but that could potentially be a negative for McDonald's in the future. But I'm guessing that I'm guessing the clown has a pretty strong uh, lobby arm with him anyway. So that's that. And then last but not least, dividend roots. My buddy was up, man says a hypothetical and curious for your opinion. If you had a newborn and 5k to invest for them, where would you allocate it? Quite honestly, I do think I would just probably break it up between, you know, it's it's easy to say. So if it was a set it and forget it, um, 
I would probably just do SCHD and SPY and then maybe something like the Qs to give them exposure to the tech. But, you know, something easy, something easy that you know is going to go up and to the right over many years. Just turn it on autopilot, reinvest the dividends. Honestly, I think that's what I would do. And, you know, you want to say McDonald's or PepsiCo or Coca-Cola or some of these, but I guess it depends on how how are you going to be paying attention to that and do you have uh, do you have time to do that? And as I'm reading this from Twitter, I see Bill Murray is trending. I saw Bill Murray. I said, uh-oh, what happened here? And hopefully he's okay. I do believe he is okay. You see those trending things and, oh, here, 72-year-old Bill Murray is reportedly now dating 43-year-old singer Kellis, who is known for her hit song, Milkshake. Looks kind of gross, but, you know, whatever. Good for him. I just was hoping he wouldn't die because I'm a Bill Murray fan. Man, we made it. We went way long in this one. Dude, we went dividend talk long style on this one. But I wanted to get through those questions and... I'm I'm about beat, dude. I got to stay up until 10 p.m. here. I got another hour and a half because uh, I want to make sure I'm, I don't get up at 3 a.m. again. So, dude, thank you. And dudette, if that's you out there listening. Uh, sorry, this one was a lot longer. I usually try to keep it 30, right around 30 minutes, but uh wanted to get to those questions. So, hey, by the way, if you've been listening on 1.5x, eh, you know, I sound a lot smarter because I'm talking rapid fast. I'm spitting and rapping at you. So, all right, that's it. I'm cutting it off here, tagging the line. No more people. Here's a shirt idea my kids and I had. There was some crazy foreigner trying to get in front of a line we were standing. Like they just walked by 30 people in line up to the one building we were at. And they were they were going to be like, they're just like, oh, like walking in and and, you know, the person at the, we were like fifth in line and the, the uh, person was like, hey, there's a line. They go, oh, oh, like they looked like completely surprised. Like they had no concept of what a line was. And I told my kids, I'm like, you know what? I think some people are just like, we're going to play dumb. We're just going to walk right up, try to walk in. And somebody, if they stop us, cool. If not, we just skip the line. But I told my kids, I'm like, you know, we should get a shirt for them that's that says me first all day, every day. And then my daughter said, and on the back, it should say the line starts here. I was like, brilliant. So there you go. I don't know what that has to do with what it, tying into the end of the show, but random thought. And that's it. So line ends here. <laughs> I don't know. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. I'm loopy. My brain's, uh, uh, you know, running on fumes here. So I love you. I don't know you. And I may never meet you. But believe me, I'm sending positive vibes your way. Let's stack those dividends. Keep making smart investments. Don't do anything dumb. But if you do something dumb, learn from it. Try, fail, learn, succeed, repeat try, fail, learn, succeed. Keep doing that and come back here. Talk to me again. Listen to me talk to you coming your ear holes. We're all done with that now. I I love you. Thank you for coming by and I don't know, send me an email or 
hit me up on Twitter if you want to tell me something goofy. I love you. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you.